Hi, and welcome to Latter-day Saint Discourse. I am your host, Sean Ellsmore. In my last podcast on the foreknowledge and perfect control of God, I mentioned that it would propel us into a series of topics that have to do with the knowledge of God and our moral agency. Today's topic will be on foreordination. I will address two aspects. Number one, what is foreordination? Number two, is God a respecter of persons? Let's begin. What is foreordination? Before entering our mortal life here on earth, we lived in the pre-earth life as spirit sons and daughters of God. In this sphere of existence, intact was our moral agency to make decisions and choices. We lived in the pre-earth life for an unknown period. We interacted. We had associations, talents, and abilities. In other words, we were intelligent spirit beings. We also had the capability to grow in righteousness. In a section of the Gospel Library for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it states the following in regards to foreordination. Quote, in the pre-mortal spirit world, God appointed certain spirits to fulfill specific missions during their mortal lives. This is called foreordination. Foreordination does not, however, guarantee that individuals will receive certain callings or responsibilities. Such opportunities come in this life as a result of the righteous exercise of agency, just as foreordination came as a result of righteousness in the pre-earth life. For example, Jesus Christ was foreordained to carry out the atonement, becoming the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The scriptures tell of others who were foreordained. The prophet Abraham learned about his foreordination when he received a vision in which he saw many of the noble and great ones among the spirits in the pre-mortal spirit world. He said, God saw these souls, that they were good, and he stood in the midst of them, and he said, These I will make my rulers. For he stood among those that were spirits, and he saw that they were good. And he said unto me, Abraham, thou art one of them, thou wast chosen before thou was born. The Lord told the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. John the Baptist was foreordained to prepare the people for the Savior's mortal ministry. Before the creation of the earth, faithful women were given certain responsibilities, and faithful men were foreordained to certain priesthood duties. As people proved themselves worthy, they will be given opportunities to fulfill the assignments they then received. Close quote. It is important to reiterate that a person's foreordination was on account of their righteousness in the pre-earth life. God's foreknowledge 
of how a person may respond to that assignment while in mortality does not change the fact that they were called due to their righteousness in the pre-earth life. With that said, it may raise a question in regards to God being a respecter of certain persons over others. Is God a respecter of persons? Why is it that some have access to so much more in this life and others so little? Does God love people who are born into certain privileges more than those born into poverty? Part of being happy in this life is being grateful for what we do have. In the parable of the laborers from the New Testament, Jesus shares of a certain householder who went out early one morning to hire day laborers. The householder told the early morning laborers that he would pay them the usual daily labor rate of one penny for their work. Later in the afternoon, the householder went out again and hired more laborers, agreeing to pay them whatsoever was right. In the evening, the householder went out again, hiring more laborers. Like the afternoon hires, he told them he would pay them whatsoever was right. At the end of the day, all of the laborers came together to be paid by the householder. They were all paid the same wage of one penny. You may imagine how the early morning laborers may have felt. And to add insult to injury, for those who had worked the whole day, they were paid last. Those early morning laborers went on to murmur to the householder, complaining that those who had worked less than they were paid the same amount. The householder responded by saying, My friends, I do thee no wrong. He then asked two penetrating questions. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my money? And is thine eye evil because I am good? There are several lessons that can be learned from this parable. When considering God being a respecter of persons, I think it may be important to realize that we collectively don't have a full picture of our time spent in the pre-earth life, our moral agency, and what may have been agreed upon there, congruent with God's foreknowledge. When it comes to God's love, we can rest assured that His infinite love is not based on where a person was born or certain privileges they may have in this life, just look at his only begotten son, the greatest of all, Jesus Christ. It is important to realize that God is in charge and we can trust him. President Joseph Fielding Smith, former president of the church, also added some insight when he explained that the term respecter of persons, quote, does not mean that the Lord does not respect those who obey him in all things more than he does the ungodly. Without question, the Lord does respect those who love him and keep his commandments more than he does those who rebel against him. 
the proper interpretation of this is that the Lord is not partial and grants to each man, if he will repent, the same privileges and opportunities of salvation and exaltation. He is just to every man, both the righteous and the wicked. He will receive any soul who will turn from iniquity to righteousness and will love him with a just love and bless him with all that the Father has to give. But let it not be thought that he will grant the same blessings to those who will not obey him and keep his law. If the Lord did bless the rebellious as he does the righteous, without their repentance, then he would be a respecter of persons. Close quote. As we come to a close, I invite all of us to ponder the sheer goodness of God and the bounteous blessings he has given each of us. I also echo this warning given by Elder Neil A. Maxwell on October 10th, 1978. Quote, Make no mistake about it, brothers and sisters. In the months and years ahead, events will require of each member that he or she decide whether or not he or she will follow the first presidency. Members will find it more difficult to halt longer between two opinions. Close quote. Until next time.